Paul Ciampanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. Hey, Kirk, how you doing? Paul, I finished a book. Another book? Another book. How many is that total? Two books in my life. In your whole life? My whole life. Real proud. Was it the New Romantic book? It was the New Romantic book. Sweet okay. Dreams. Here... What did we miss? <laughs> what did we get wrong? <laughs> we were actually pretty right about the idea that how it was really just like these Blitz kids all summer like, let's be famous mm -hmm. and let's make money and then let's have all these great clothes and stuff like that. Yeah. Here's the interesting things that I'm like, wow. Um, first of all, this book is, it's good. It's a recommendation. It's a bit long. It's a big book for it's a such a, book. a it's a, a short amount of time. Here's why. Yeah. A lot of padding. Like all of a sudden the guy will go into like, here's the politics that were going on during the time. And you would think, oh, so it's going to relate to the music. And a lot of times it doesn't. He's just commenting on what was going on at the time. Mm. And then by the end of the book, all of a sudden he starts talking about like hollow notes and Prince and Madonna. And Sade. And which Sade no, is a know. huge chunk. Like, yeah. like even I was like... Because you told me she was like a Blitz kid. Yeah, right? she was a Blitz kid in Iran and they're like, you're into fashion, do you want to be in a band? And she's like, yes, I do. Yeah. Um, but also, they just, they just start talking about Hull and Oates. Yeah. Just, just because, 80s music in general. Just 80s music in general. I'm yeah. like, mm, you're padding here, sir. Well, you can see... It's padding, but you can see the connective tissue where it's like, okay, if this leads to... Like what Spandau Ballet ended up being, or the music that Sade ended up making, or the music that Boy George ended up making. There's a blue-eyed soul element that it's not, it's maybe A to C, but it's not like crazy to think that Holland Oates connects. Yes, but you should have written it then, because that guy didn't make the connection. He just, <laughs> just kind of comments on it, and then like he uses different interviews from them about... She's yeah. talking about Hollow Notes, and then she talks about Prince. Okay. Not how it relates to New Romantics. But so he had a word count. <laughs> he literally had a word count. Yeah. He got paid a nickel a word. Well, I had when I was at your home for Thanksgiving and you showed me the book, I was like, wow, that is a thick book it's huge. about this one music subgenre from like a three-year period. Exactly. Yeah. It was a little much, but it's still a good read. Yeah. The two things I want to bring up. Oh, well, uh, one thing, too, that we did get right also that we talked about, like, everyone didn't, no one liked each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was constantly, like, of course, because we talked about how, like, no one liked Duran Duran because they're from Birmingham mm -hmm. and they got too popular. But, like, they hated, like, like, they hated Culture Club and they hated the Thompson Twins and everybody hated everybody and everyone was real competitive. And it made me think of that hair metal book that I read. Nothing but a good time. Mm -hmm. Where there was none of that. Yeah. Which is weird. It's it's kind of that thing of like, there's a false stereotype of jocks all being bullies. But yes. like, bros are usually good dudes. In general. Yeah. Like, a lot yeah. of them are just nice guys. And yeah. a lot of the hatred maybe comes from jealousy that they're like, good looking <laughs> and popular. But like, yeah, sometimes like, those... Dumb idiots are just nice. I think so. There a lot of them. I'm sure. Like, listen, Axl Rose is kind of. An oh, asshole. there were plenty there of plenty like of jerks in hair metal. Yes. But yeah, but in general, there wasn't like, oh, they suck. It was just like, oh, they're doing something because they're, they're all just self interested anyway. It's yes. like, who cares what those other bands are yes. doing? It's like as long as we're making money, it's fine. But that makes total sense to me. A, be, well, because 
new romantic. The whole scene always had a snobbishness. About yes, it. it's very it's very snitty towards each other. So that plus the fact that it the whole subgenre immediately turned into a major like sellout situation. Yeah, that of course all the OG Blitz kids were going to be like, "That's not the way it's supposed to be. You're doing it wrong, and that's not it." That's so interesting you said that because at one point I don't remember who it was. But there was a little bit of, and this is weird, mm-hmm. as the 80s progressed and the bands got popular, they got less, some of them were like, it got less synthy and they started using real musicians. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the early Blitz kids were like, you're not using synthesizers, you sold out. Yeah. Which are like, they sold out because they played Because they're real. not using synths. Yeah, which yeah. is so weird. Yeah. It was really, really interesting, that part. It's, it, that's, that's sort of like the thing we talked about when... Um, uh, the beat did save it for later, and the bass player, who was like the chief songwriter, was like, "No, that's like such a like '60s pop song. It's such a sellout. And that's not the kind of music that we do. Yes, we do only this. Yeah, you know exactly. We only can do this to be called this. Yeah, and so that was really interesting. And then the final thing I'll say about it: this is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Let's put a little respect on the name of Andrew Ridgely. Oh, sure. From from Wham. From Wham. Yeah. The other Wham guy. Yeah. So, what was the one also universal thing was that apparently Andrew Ridgely is a great guy. Just a nice man, you mean? Yes. Yeah. And that they're like, yeah, he really contributed nothing musically. He, co- oh, okay. he, he has co-writing credit on two songs in Wham. Careless Whisper, which, hey, that's good for him. Mm-hmm. And Wham Rap. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. He has really no other co-writing credit. I thought you were going to say the opposite, that he was actually like the brains and the talent behind the face. No. What he was was, apparently they're like, he was the really charismatic, popular, everyone loves guy mm-hmm. who befriended George Michael, who was a real like artsy, nerdy, kind of flabby early on, mm-hmm. like pimply faced, bad hair kid. And Andrew Ritchie was like, no, I like this dude. He's great. Let's be a band and be famous. And let's just do that. And they say without Andrew Ridgely pushing them to be like, let's be a famous band. Yeah. George Michael would have never done it because he was too withdrawn. And yeah. so he brought out George Michael, what George Michael was. And a lot of people say like, when George started developing on stage, it was because he was kind of doing Andrew Ridgely. Because Andrew Ridgely was just like charismatic and popular. But he couldn't do anything. So he's like the, the guy behind the guy, except he also just happened to be like, I'll be in the band too. Like, yes. a, like a Brian Epstein to the Beatles. If he was like, and I'll play tambourine. Yes, but with no talent. He's like, I'll strum a guitar for a yeah, little bit. Sure. And yeah, they were basically just like, with with uh, when Wham got big, Andrew was just like, great, we're famous. This is awesome. Okay. Yeah. And George was the one who was like, well, wait a minute. What's our contract? I want artistic. And, George, and Andrew's like, I don't care. Are we on stage? This is great. I'm on, I'm on stage playing. This is the ultimate regular Yeah. Guy. Am I banging chicks? I'm yeah. banging chicks. This is great. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good on Andrew Ridgely. It made me feel real good. Yeah. That like people were kind of recognized. No, he, he was important because he brought George out of his shell. He was the one. It wouldn't have happened without him. It would not have. Yeah. And then apparently early on, they were like, early on, they're like, yeah, George, you, you got to move on. And with that attitude, I'm sure he's, like, perfectly happy just living on the residuals now. And just like, hey, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, I think he's, like, a, he became a surfer and an environmentalist. I don't know okay. Yeah, yeah, that was his life. And he's yeah. like, fine, I, I'm living off Careless Whisper. I get the writing credit. You know what else um, he has over George Michael? Dude, is this going to get dark? 
I was just gonna say he's still alive. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he's he's alive. He's a hundred percent happier than George Michael. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But uh, overall, a very interesting book. And and just at the end, I was like, "Hey, Paul and I know stuff. <laughs> we're we're doing okay." We, did, we we weren't. I was. You know, I thought about that after we recorded the episode. I'm like. Oh, Kirk's going to read that book, and what if we just missed on everything? No, we were pretty good. Yeah. We were pretty good, which made me pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't really have anything to talk about, so now it's time for the music Raygun Laser Round. Fuck, yeah. Wait, let me take my jacket off for this. I couldn't even say fast. That's okay. All right, get the jacket off. Of course, the Laser Round is a segment on the show we do when Kirk or I ask the other one, 10 lightning round-esque, quick answer, no thinking questions. Yes. Kirk's better at it than me because I overthink everything. I do. Whatever, whatever my heart says. So I have 10 questions for you, Kirk. <clears throat> Try not to overthink them. Just answer with your heart as fast as you can. Ready? Okay. Yes. Here we go. Diana Ross or Donna Summer? Donna Summer. Correct. Name an album that you kept in your car's cassette player for a long time. Uh, uh, full Force, Full Force, Get Busy One Time. Correct. Who's the best country artist? The Dixie Chicks. Nope, Taylor Swift. Rubber Soul or Revolver? Revolver. Rubber Soul. Fuck. Who invented Ska? English B. Sorry, it's madness. Vinyl LPs or compact discs? Oh, vinyl LPs. Compact discs. They sound better and you don't have to flip them. (laughs) Bring one back from the dead. Prince or Stevie Wonder's talent? Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Prince. Stevie Wonder's talent. Name two musical Tims. Uh, uh, Tim... Okay, hang on. Uh, Tim or Timothy? Does it matter? Tim. Okay, Tim. Timbaland. <laughs> Give me credit. And uh, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim is correct, but you missed Buckley. Oh, Tim that Buckley. Tim, Tim Buckley. The Beautiful Ones or The Arms of Orion? Oh, The Beautiful Ones. Trip question, they're the same fucking song. <laughs> finally, does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? Uh, that's an interesting answer, but I'm sorry we were looking for. Yes, clocks are everywhere. <laughs> are they, though? Oh, that was yes, fun. God damn it. That Stevie Let's Wonder see. one really stressed me out. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Think about the music you'd get with one over the other. Would you rather get more Prince music? Like, there's, we know there's plenty in the vaults, first of all. Yeah. There's going to be more Prince music coming. But like, what if Stevie Wonder could make albums like he made in the early to mid seventies yeah. again? Yeah, that's why. Again, it's it's you know, I'm a ride or die chick. Yeah, so let's count them up. One, well, I started off strong, but then I floundered. <laughs> uh, I think two. Yeah, it's just those two. Yeah, you got close with the Tiny Tim. Good pull on that one. I mean, Tim is. I wonder if Tim Blins is is his name Tim. You know, let's let's, let's look find it up. out. I don't know what Tim Because if I want, I want a judge's uh, revision if his real name is Tim something. Well, this still wouldn't be one of the ones we were looking for. Well, but it will be interesting if his name is Tim. Uh, yep, Timothy Moses. Ah, uh, you know what? You're not counting it. Laser Round's not counting it. My heart is counting it. It's not name any two Tims. It's name these two Tims. <laughs> Those two Tims are the crimes. And the most hurtful thing you've ever said is the arms of Orion and the beautiful things like that. How dare you? How dare you troll me like that, sir? Well, how can you hate one so much when it sounds exactly like the I other mean, that you so love different. so much? So, so many different feelings. Mm. Ugh. 
but but okay, but, but that was fun. That was awesome. Didn't do as well as you have in the past. No, I, I I I feel like I leaned too much into my. Heart. Did you want to? Did you want to explain or talk about any of the others? Do we count Taylor Swift as country now? Uh, Didn't she only have like one or two country albums? I think she had two. I think two of them were country. Yeah. All right. Oh, um, I do like one Dixie Chicks or the Chicks song, so that's why I put them. The only one I even know is that Goodbye Earl one. Oh, they did a... You know what? I guess this wouldn't count. They do a really good version of Landslide. I don't like Landslide. Oh. Then, then, they <laughs> then I was wrong. It's terrible. And yeah. also, it's the chicks. It's the chicks now. That's right. Yeah, they, not Dixie they, chicks. They bailed on the Dixie. Not allowed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll improve well, next time. <laughs> I'll just make it harder then. Go. Wait till I do yours. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're going to get a sticking. Uh, you, you made me say something about the Beatles, I think, <laughs> I on did. the last one. I did. Uh, okay, now let's do the music let's trivia get quiz. get to the thing that matters. This, of course, is the segment of the mini-episode when Kirk and I ask each other questions from the music-themed expansion pack to the board game Trivial Pursuit. It was published in 1985, so these questions pertain to music only from before 1985, which means it's pretty challenging. Very difficult. Yeah. Uh, by our rules, if you win three times in a row... You get a candy prize, mm. a chocolate-covered peanut candy that is the favorite candy of Kirk and I that I won't name because we're not sponsored. That's right. And we don't advertise. But it is the favorite candy of the world. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably the yeah. most And every time you win beyond the third, you win more candy. Kirk has won four, four. in a row. Yeah. Uh, so you can win candy again tonight. Yeah. I cannot win candy. I can only stop you. You're here to block the candies. I'm here to block candy. From my mouth. Um, and I really want to because I want to start yes, working you, towards you, you want, some you want that. Uh, you it want was candy. real sweet when I was buying a fresh pack every week and then getting to have it. <laughs> You're like, this is mine. Yeah, I was, this is going to last forever. It hurts. Like, you don't understand. It does hurt. It hurts. It and it sucks to know that, like, even if I win, I still have to win three yes. more in a row, two yeah. more in a row. It's only a block. Yeah. That's the genius of how you've designed this. Yeah. Um, but that being said, since you are defending your win, mm-hmm. you ask me first. Yes, because I go second. So yes. you so choose I'll from choose my packet that card. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Cover notes. What rock promoter appears in the 76 movie A Star is Born? What rock promoter? Mm -hmm. Can I name even one rock promoter? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Bill Graham. Okay, yeah. Vaguely know the name. Yes. Yes. Mom, what band leader's rendition of Cocktails for Two is spiked with in-tune hiccups? See, they use spiked. Oh, Cab Calloway? Spike Jones. Oh, okay. I never would have like landed. I would have never landed that either. 50s. What orchestra leader had number ones with Unchained Melody and the Poor People of Paris? What orchestra leader had had number ones with Unchained Melody and the Poor People of Paris? I have no idea. 
No idea. I mean, Les Baxter. I don't even know what okay. that is. Okay, yeah. shit. That's One three. of those cards. And I have zero for three right now. 60s. What zombies classic cries, well, quote, well, let me tell you about the way she looked, the way she acted, the color of her hair. She's not there. Correct. Um, after Beatles. What dictator did political pundit David Bowie once claim was the first pop star? Ooh, what dictator? I'm afraid to answer because if I get it wrong, it's going to seem problematic. What dictator did David Bowie say was the first pop star? Yes. He's going to say Adolf Hitler. Correct. Okay. Got it right. Two. All right, let's go for par. Anything goes. Who was Cantor at St. Thomas Church in Leipzig in 1729? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't even have a guess. Do I just throw something out? No, I don't even have a guess. Bach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. That was a rough one, Paul. I thought Cantors were Jewish. Yeah, Cantors are Jewish. Are they? Wait, no, because this is St. Thomas Church. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oof. Well, you got two. Two. I've won with two. Yeah, <clears> hey. <throat> I mean, that was, that was a rough card. I'm and not it, kicking myself over any of the ones I got wrong. No, because it was just a rough card. Yeah. All right, so I need two to tie. Two to tie, three to win. It's going to be a long time until I get candy. Cover notes. What's the first LP the Jacksons produced themselves? You get a multiple choice here. Destiny, Triumph, or Victory? Destiny. God damn it. I knew it was Destiny. I was just nervous. (laughs) Because Destiny's their best album. That's a great album. You're going to tie it on the second question. Even though it's your mother should know, it's about a fucking Christmas song. What Christmas song exalts glory to the newborn king? Oh. Oh my god, hang on. <laughs> say, say it again. No, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I can say it again. What Christmas song exalts glory to the newborn king? It was just Christmas. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I just I'm blanking on the title. Yeah. I know. I'm. I'm trying to sing the song. Oh, hark the heralds, angels sing, glory to the newborn king. He's on earth. What's the title of the song? Hark the heralds, angels sing. I'm sorry. It's hark the herald. Angels sing, not heralds. You can, you can. Uh, no, no, that's correct. That's correct. It's actually hark. Oh, the herald right. angels sing. That's right. Or There's the, an exclamation the point, point after hark. Yeah. Ah. Okay, we are already tied. All right. You have four more questions left. If you get any of them correct, I get some East candies. You get candy. 1950s. Technically, this will be a multiple choice because the question is, what year did the coasters hit with? Searchin' and Youngblood. Why is that a multiple choice? Because it's the 50s. Huh? The category is the 1950s, and you have to pick the year. 
I guess that's a multiple choice. Yeah, you get a one out of ten. Guess. Nah, it's you not know. really a multiple choice. What multiple choice is one out of ten or one out of nine? <laughs> Come on. This one. Uh, you have it narrowed down quite a bit. Young blood. I'm going to go with... If you get if you get candy on this question, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I have two choices. Yeah. I'm going to go with 57. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Yes! It was either 55 or 57. <laughs> Why? Just because I knew it, was, it had to be late 50s. Because I, I know that song, Young Blood. Okay. And I was like, that kind of is a rock and roll, so it wouldn't be early 50s. Yeah. So it had to be like mid to late, and so then I just went 57. Man. Let me open up the candies. I was zero out of three after three questions. You got three I'm out giving of you your, cons- uh, your consolation, Cust- Brad. Thank you. Uh, I'm not going to finish these this time again because I want to keep them. Okay. Mmm. Mmm. Five tastes the best. Thank you for my taste. Oh. It was good. All you right. got three expo mission questions all now. Right. If you get them all wrong, too, I'm going to be so annoyed. <laughs> who was termed, quote, a so-called singer who never ceases to irritate in a letter to the folk journal Sing Out? Bob Dylan. Yes. After the Beatles, which Jackson... You might get six out of six. Oh, this would be good. Which Jackson Brothers house was part of the Victory album recorded in? Hmm. Which brother? I'm just going to say Michael. Tito. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think he had that much pull. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Michael because he must have been like... Look, I'll do this fucking album. I don't yeah. want to, but you gotta come to my house. Mm. So that's what I thought. All right, so no, that that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe Tito's. They were like, we could just party and trash the place. Yeah, okay. Tito's He's Tito's just happy yeah. to be there. Anything goes. What orchestral instruments are normally position positioned to a conductor's immediate left? The violins. Correct. <laughs> Jesus Fuck. Christ. Well, I had that Tito on the happens pulpit. when candy's on the line. Oh, Five yes. out of six. Five out of six. That's a good one. Oh. oh, man. If you win again next time, you will have tied me for the record. I will have tied you for the record. Yes. You're at six. I'm at five. And then you're going to really feel pain. I have something for you, Kirk. Oh, okay. I have extra candy. <gasps> what? Uh, uh, my friend and our listener, Sarah, who lives in Austin, Texas, sent me a Christmas package and included... And I was instructed that this is for you. Okay. From a, a Texas confectioner, Texas. This is, uh, I'll say the na- Brad name. Cause, okay. Because this is a local, local small right? business. Yeah. Lames Candy or Lamis, L-A-M-M-E-S Candy. Yeah. Okay, never heard This of is it. a Texas chewy pecan praline from Texas. Sarah. From Sarah. Because... I can't remember about what, but you said she was right. I said <laughs> I said she said something, and I disagreed with her, yes. and you said she's right. Yeah, I don't remember that as too. So she sent you candy. Sarah, thank you. I'm going to take a bite right now. Mm. Speaking of food, listen to my podcast, Food Fight, wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh. Did you ever talk about candy on that podcast? Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to get real mm-hmm. foodie here. I don't know. Are pralines from Texas? What's the no. question? No. Okay. I thought this was going to suck. 
<laughs> because, Sarah, mm-hmm. I don't like caramel that much. Mm. But the pralines in this make it wonderful. And you can tell mm-hmm. that this was made like at a local. Like, yeah, it's like the real deal. It's yeah. the real deal. It's like wrapped in cellophane. It's real. Uh, old it's school. real homing. Old school. So yeah, yeah. I give a prompt. I got one too. I'll be. I'll Did be honest. It? It was, yeah, I already had. I had mine. Uh, you know, during the holidays. That was really good. Yeah, Sarah, you rock. Yeah, we love Sarah. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. But that's it for the mini episode. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that was surprisingly good. <laughs>